1: All the puzzle pieces have to fit, and there can't be any missing pieces. On today's show, four important pieces to your financial plan.
0: This is the Get Ready for the Future show.
1: From the sixth floor of 3 Financial Center, West Little Rock, Arkansas, my name is Scott Inman, along with me today, John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker. It is the Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome aboard to you both. Glad to be here. Yes, glad to be anywhere. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, are you at that stage of life already? Kind of, kind of am.
3: You know, it's been a been a hard week already. So uh, we're we're uh, just kind of trying to make it through the week, and yeah, and I'm just glad to be able to
2: show up. I think it's going to be okay. I think so. I think so.
1: <laughs> well, as I hope for our listeners, I now hope for you that this will be a bright spot. <laughs> in your day. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to learn something today. It usually
3: is. I, it is. I always have fun doing the show.
1: Yeah. So today, four important pieces of your financial plan. You heard me reference the puzzle. You know, you think about puzzles. I don't know if that really is something that a lot of people do anymore. I know that um, things have changed when it comes to passing time. I know that my son Garrett still likes to do puzzles. He'll, he'll start one and really be very hesitant to get up from the table until he finishes it. So he is very task-driven in that. I know a lot of people will leave him out over months, you know, yeah. weeks or months, and just kind of walk by and go, oh, that fits there, there. okay, and then they're done for a few weeks, right? <laughs> I don't know that I can handle that. But when you think about puzzles and whatever puzzle maybe you've done in your life, there's always, if you've done it for the first time, maybe it doesn't happen as often, but certainly if you're doing a puzzle you've done before and the pieces had been returned to the box over time, there's a really good likelihood there's a few pieces missing.
2: There, there's not much that's more frustrating than having you know the one piece that's yeah, missing. And I'll, right. I'll tell you a story from my mom's childhood. My Uncle Jimmy apparently had a habit of when they were all doing a puzzle, he would pick one piece and go hide it somewhere. So oh that he got to be the one to complete it. but <laughs> So the rest of the family knows very well the frustration of having a missing piece in the yes. puzzle. <laughs> it,
3: it's been a long time since I, I did one of those because I would get so frustrated. Because there would be pieces that look like, yes, that's got to go there. But that and it didn't go there. Right, And so you, know, you have this preconceived idea of what it actually is supposed to look like. Because you're looking at the box and you're, you swear that that, that yeah. piece uh, that, that is colored like that needs to fit in that slot, but it doesn't do it. I, I do a lot better with like 100-piece puzzles. I can, <laughs> I can manage those pretty good. I know can some I people do like 5,000. Can I do 10? Yeah, 10 uh, pieces. Uh, <laughs> and you're done? Yes. I'd probably be good with 10. So. so
1: what's the worst that could happen if you don't have all of the puzzle pieces in place on that on that uh, table? Puzzle, well, you know, you just have some see-through spots, right? And it can be frustrating and, and you don't want to leave it like that, but it's not really the worst thing in the world. But if you are talking about your financial independence and you have a missing piece or two, or in today's case, we're going to talk about four important pieces. What does that financial independence look like? Well, it may not be so independent, right? I mean, what could happen if your financial plan is missing an important piece? You may have to go back to work because your income is now lower or you entirely run out of money in retirement. There are no do-overs here when it comes to planning your financial future. So today we're going to talk about four things that your financial puzzle needs to have. It all has to fit together. You can't be putting round, uh, round pieces into square holes, as we like to say, right? Right. But you also have to have all of the pieces. And sometimes I think for People who are walking into that stage of life, John and Janet, they don't even realize that they're missing pieces.
2: Yeah, I I think that's one of the challenges in the whole financial plan puzzle, if you will, is there's no box top. Yep. You know, there's nothing to look at uh, before you start getting a plan together. There's nothing to look at for you to go, oh, I I don't have a piece that looks like that. So a lot of people are missing puzzle pieces financially and don't even realize it and
3: to scott's point the stakes are too high to be flying blind like that you could probably throw together a puzzle and it wouldn't you know it, it doesn't matter as you said scott but when it comes to your financial independence when it comes to your financial future when it comes to the income that you're going to be getting to support you throughout your retirement it is a huge deal and you know we tell our clients who come in all the time hey look I know that you think that we just do this every day, but we never forget what a big deal it is for you to walk through our doors and turn over your financial future to us to to craft that puzzle and to put it together and to make sure there aren't any missing pieces or to at least try to address those potential missing pieces with you and try to solve them as we work through the process.
1: Our first important piece is the outcome is income. And we're going to talk about the particulars and the tangible reasons that this is an important piece of your financial plan. But I think it really starts with a mindset shift for you as a near term retiree. If you're getting ready to retire in five or 10 years, you have to be able to shift your mindset from I've got to grow these assets. You do still need to grow them. But I think so much Uh, is really revolved around rate of return when it comes to mindset, right? How did I do on my assets from point A to point B, whatever uh, time frame we're talking about since you were 30 and now you're 60 or just in the last 12 months, the focus. And I think really that's come guys from the financial services industry because so many financial advisors, that's what they're focused on is investments only. And what are we going to get you in rate of return?
3: Well, and and I think it's really important that we point out, especially as volatile as the markets are right now, the Mm -hmm. same rules that you used to grow your your wealth is not going to be the same rules you have to play by in order to sustain your income in retirement.
2: We've used a sports analogy on that very many times in the past to talk about, you know, if you're if you're playing uh, basketball and then you switch and you start playing football but you're using basketball rules, you know, in basketball you have to dribble the ball. Well, in football if you try that, it's a fumble and you're going to have a problem. And so th- the rules are different from one sport to another and the rules are definitely different from accumulation as you're building up your assets over the years to the time of distribution when you begin to withdraw those assets for an income stream so,
3: yeah i was just going to say a systematic withdrawal plan can be a formula for failure mm-hmm. especially in a volatile market like this because if you are in a situation where you're having to sell something at a depreciated value, then you're not getting any return on that. And that can cause a depletion of your portfolio. Most people think, well, I got a million dollars. I got a million and a half, two million dollars, whatever the case may be there's no way I can ever run out of money. Oh, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mathematically, it can happen. And if you don't put a system in place to prevent that from happening, it likely will happen as a result of a
1: volatile market. Yeah. And we so many times we start to work with, in the beginning with our clients, were beginning to build that retirement income plan, and they've never really thought about how much money they can have out of their assets how much money they want to have and that is once you've shifted your mindset from how much is in my 401k what's my account balance number to the real number you need to focus on which is monthly income things begin to change so let's talk about let's break that out a little more tangibly the important piece of understanding the outcome is income you have to piece together and we would even say stack your retirement income sources. First, take an inventory of them. So let's do that. Social security, people know that's going to be there for them on some level. But as you know, you've been paying into that social security tax all during your work life. Now it's time to take some out. But decisions around that uh, are very important as well, determining when you're going to take Your social security payments and and there's not a pat answer a lot of it depends on you and
3: your your lifestyle and your longevity you know what kind of health you have a lot of it also depends upon your assets and what how you want to coordinate those assets janet you and i were working with someone just the other day Mm -hmm. that we recommended the wife take her social security immediately at age 62 and the husband put off taking his social security all the way to age 70 and that was a solid recommendation Mm -hmm. to them because of their circumstances but we could go into another appointment the next day and recommend something completely different depending on their circumstances
2: well and I will also say it was not what they were expecting us to tell them. And that's what we see very commonly, guys, regardless of what the Social Security uh, thought process is for any individual couple. Many times they go, well, that's sure not what I would have done. Right, because yeah. there are a lot of factors to consider, and you have to be sure that you that you plan for your individual circumstances. I say individual, frankly, the the circumstances of your household, because many times people look at Social Security just as an individual decision. Your statement only has your information; it doesn't mention a spouse or an ex spouse or anything like that. But it really can have a big impact on what you choose to do.
3: Scott, I've talked often on the show about the Waffle House wise men. You know, if you walk yeah, into any Waffle yeah. House in Arkansas, you'll find four or five guys over in the corner that are retired, and they're usually swapping lies or something like that over breakfast. And if you walked up to those guys and said, hey, when do you think I ought to take my Social Security? What do you think they're going to say? As soon as you can. That's right. Day one. Gonna, uh, day one. Gonna they're going to run out of money. You better get yours while the getting's good. Right. Well, you have to ask yourself, do you want to have a Waffle House wise man retirement, or do you want to have one that is based on facts? Yeah. And, and math and science of, of looking at the numbers as opposed to just what someone's opinion is. I'm fond of saying you're entitled to your, your opinion. You're just not entitled to your own facts. And when we do a retirement income plan at Gen Wealth, it is based on the facts, the math and the science of what you need to do as far as your retirement is concerned.
1: Yeah, and Janet talked earlier in the show about sometimes that retirement puzzle doesn't come with a box top, doesn't come with a map. Well, if you're taking somebody else's advice about your plan, you're using their box top. Anyway, right? right? You just got somebody else's, and that's not going to work for your puzzle. Uh, Another source of retirement income for some people, uh, certainly less and less every day it seems, is a pension plan. And if you work for the government. Uh, or um, a a a, a not a, a public entity, you may still have access to a pension in retirement. They're going away, we know, in the private sector, but some people do. We actually still work with quite a few people who have those options. But that you know, you talk about social security decisions. You know, you mm-hmm. you you've got multitude of decisions when it comes to how you're going to take your pension, and that's another reason that you need to do a financial plan to determine how that is going to work. The most important thing
3: about a pension decision is the decision that you make is irrevocable. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get to change that decision. So if you walk in and say, I want the biggest check that I can get from my uh, pension plan, they'll give it to you. The thing is, is that your spouse won't get a dime under those circumstances. And so you've got to understand those payout options that are out there. And there can be as many as eight or 10 payout options that we've seen in some cases, Janet. But there's also potentially in some plans, an option to take a lump sum. And Yes, a lump sum is very liquid and you have the ability to leave some money behind to your heirs if something happens to you. And there's a lot of pros to that, but there's also some cons to that. If you think about if you don't have another source of guaranteed
2: income, then that pension might need to be paid out over time. So really in this scenario, there are so many different things that could happen in your future after your retirement. We don't know which spouse is going to go first. We don't know how how long either one of you is going to live. And so we have to be able to, with a pension decision and with a Social Security decision, to make a decision and plan in such a way that regardless of which scenario actually plays out and becomes your reality that your household has the income that they need to have and guys so many people look at just how do i how do i get the check the soonest on social security and how do i get the biggest check on pension and both of those are not necessarily going to be in your best interest as a household.
3: They can be fraught with danger, as a matter of fact. Right. If you don't do it the right way, you could find that that you are leaving your spouse
1: with an adequate amount of income should you predecease your spouse. So, a little deeper dive into this first piece when it when you really settle into the outcome as income, you need to break it down into two pieces of a monthly income when it comes to planning for retirement. And we do monthly for many reasons, but one of those is because we pay bills typically in our work life on a monthly basis. So an analysis of, do you have enough money to pay your monthly expenses and have a basic lifestyle in retirement using only your guaranteed income sources social security potentially two checks if it's two spouses are there any pension plans you want to analyze once you've made your choices is that going to be enough to provide yourself with a basic lifestyle in retirement if it's not going to be enough then you have a retirement required income gap and that is where you turn to your other sources of income, which the largest source of income for most Americans is going to come from their retirement plans at work, like 401Ks, or outside of work, like IRAs. But the real problem Americans have that we find is is they have no idea how to quantify what that monthly income's going to be. And this is the first step in the puzzle. If you don't have enough required income coming in guaranteed on a month-to-month, month-to-month basis, there needs to be a way to fill that required income
3: gap. Yeah, you absolutely got to fill that gap. And if you fill that gap, then you're probably looking at some sort of guaranteed income product, call it an annuity. And I know when you say the word annuity, some people, the hair on the back of their neck stands up because they have been told that annuities are bad. Well, annuities don't have a characteristic. They're like a tool. You could go and use a claw hammer to try to dig a ditch. And you're going to be really frustrated because you're not going to get very far with that claw hammer trying to dig a ditch also you're not going to take a backhoe and try to drive a nail Uh, so you've got to use the right tool in the right way and annuities are essentially private pension programs they pay a regular predictable dependable income payment that lasts for the rest of someone's life as a general rule and annuities are do have an adequate place in someone's financial plan if they have that gap.
2: So let's put some numbers to this just as an example. So if you came in and said, I, we have to have $5,000 a month, guaranteed it doesn't matter what happens in in the rest of our investments our required expenses are five thousand dollars a month and we look at your situation and let's say between social security checks for two spouses and and maybe there's a pension maybe there's not let's say in this case there's not so with two social security checks you've got four thousand dollars coming in that's your only guaranteed source of income so With a $5,000 need and $4,000 of guaranteed income, there's a gap. And in that case, we're going to, as John said, we're going to fill that gap with an annuity because it is the only product that can provide you that guaranteed income stream to be absolutely certain that you have that need met. But let's run this the other way. If you come in and say we have a $5,000 per month required income need, but we have between Social Security and pensions, we have $6,000 then you don't have a gap. It is simply math. It's not everybody who walks in gets this. It's just a mathematical equation based on what your needs are.
3: Go back to the math and science of, of retirement income planning. That's the only way to make a decision about what you're doing is to apply the math and science because someone's opinion about something uh, can change. It can be off. It can be wrong. It can seem like it's the right thing to do right now, but later on it may sour. It may not work for you or whatever the case may be. The math and science really does tell the tale, Scott. And and if you're planning on some basis other than a scientific analysis of what is going on as far as your retirement income is concerned, then I'm afraid you're probably
1: making a mistake. So however we do get there, we want to cover the basic lifestyle in retirement, but we don't want to stop there because we want to be able to give you a plan that provides some fun in retirement. And if you're not going to plan to have some fun in retirement, you might as well go ahead and continue to work. So how do you do that? Well, the remainder of your uh, investment assets are then put into a plan to provide additional monthly discretionary income for the things you want to do in retirement. We call that desired income. And there has to be a plan, too, to develop raises in that income over time, too, because we talked about these guaranteed sources. Social Security does get a cost of living adjustment when it's voted in. But last year, it was about 5.9% just shy of six. Oh, by the way, in March, the inflation was 8.5% year over year. So it's not likely to keep up And the pension plans, if it is a private pension plan, is likely going to never get a cost of living adjustment, too. So you have to provide raises for yourself in retirement using the investment strategy for those discretionary income distributions. And they get set up in an investment strategy that understands consistent income. In other words, John, we're going to want to take the risk off the money you're spending today
3: that's right you want to be pulling your your additional income that that desired income if you will from a bucket of money that is not subject to market risk just think about since january 1 we've seen the market go down you know what 15 20 25 percent in some cases uh depending on which index you're looking at and if you have an investment that you're pulling money from that is subject to that kind of volatility then you'll tailspin your portfolio and you will run out of money That's why we do a bucketing strategy here at Gen Wealth. And it is really, I think, Janet, probably the safest way to provide an additional stream of income that is discretionary doesn't necessarily have to be guaranteed.
2: I feel like I'm the numbers person down here. We have a conversation and then I go, let's put some numbers to it. So right here we ahead. go. You know what I'm going to do? We're going to put some numbers to it. So let's say that you have a million dollars invested for your retirement income and you're taking a 4% income stream off of that. So, okay, that's $40,000 a year most advisors, this is not what we do at Gen Wealth, but most advisors are going to say, okay, you can take 4%, this is your income stream. Well, that's great until it's not. And so we've talked about the volatility that we're seeing right now. And if you go back, and the most recent time when this would have been a significant uh, impact was back in 2008, in two thousand eight the market was down forty percent. So if your if your investments are invested to be reflective of the market, then that million dollars is no longer a million dollars. Now it's six hundred thousand. So let's go back and say, remember you're taking four percent out of that. So if you're gonna stick to four percent instead of forty thousand off of a million, now it's twenty-four thousand off of six hundred thousand dollars. Now, who in retirement wants to take a $16,000 pay decrease per year? Nobody does. So if you say, okay, let's continue to take the $40,000, even though we only have 600000 to draw it off of at this point, well, now that's a 6.7% withdrawal rate, and you're guaranteed to run out of money. doesn't matter what your investments do moving forward. That's not going to be sustainable. This is the reason that we don't invest in that way for our clients. This is the reason that we don't take income from volatile investments. We need some volatility for long-term growth, guys. You can't leave it off the table because that is, that is a different but equally important risk, but we have to be able to take income from something that's not doing that.
1: So the outcome is income. That's number one of four important pieces of your financial plan. And the other three really stem from that because it's how do we get that income, make sure it's enough. But number two is health care coverage. We talked about fun in retirement. This is the not fun part, but it's also something you have to think about. How are you going to pay for health care in retirement? Well, most people or everybody is going to have some semblance of Medicare. The U.S. government's national health insurance program, for Americans age sixty-five and over, so that's the first key point. If you're going to retire before sixty-five, your plan's going to look different than somebody who retires at or after age sixty-five. The premiums for Part B went up fourteen point five percent in two thousand twenty-two. So remember that cost of living adjustment on the Social Security check mm-hmm. we just talked yeah. about—it was nearly wiped out by the, an increase in a premium for Part B Medicare because that's where they take that out of as your Social Security. That was a record high and nearly double the March reading of uh, the annual U.S. rate of inflation. So if healthcare costs are growing and Medicare premiums are going up, you're going to really see a need for a plan for additional out-of-pocket health care costs. If the healthcare costs grow at 2% above consumer inflation for the next two years, a healthy 55-year-old couple could face $267,000 in additional medical costs, if they retire at age 65. It is one of the elephants in the room. The other one we're going to get to in just a minute, and that's long-term care. But the health care out-of-pocket costs, I think a lot of people go in thinking, hey, Medicare is going to take care of everything, but they're not.
3: Yeah. And I I don't want our listeners to get uh, head faked by the rising popularity of Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage is advertised as a low or no premium the problem is, is that you've got a lot of copays and you've got mm-hmm. a lot of things that are not covered. And all of this, it sounds really good, but they are shifting the cost to you because you're not paying a premium. You think it's a good deal, but we believe uh, almost exclusively in traditional Medicare, mm-hmm. traditional Medicare supplement, as opposed to Medicare Advantage.
2: Can I share something behind the curtain on Medicare Advantage versus sure. traditional Medicare? The person who's writing the business gets paid a whole heck of a lot more to write Medicare advantage. Follow the money and you might find the answers. But right. if it's not advantageous for you, you need to understand that.
3: That's right. And and those gaps in coverage or those gaps in, in the, what are called co-pays and things of that mm-hmm. nature can wreck your retirement savings, can wreck your, your uh, emergency fund savings,
1: especially if you have an extended health event. So one of the ways you can prepare to pay for health care costs in retirement is to access health savings accounts if you are eligible for them. HSAs are tax-advantaged accounts that are available only with a qualified high deductible health plan. They allow you to get the money in there, even invest it over time, uh, and then be able to pull it out tax-free if the funds are used to pay for qualified medical expenses. So you want to make sure to take advantage of that if you're eligible. If not, you need to begin to have a bigger plan for how you're going to pay for out-of-pocket health care costs. That may be an additional bucket that you're not taking from on a monthly basis. It also may be through uh, additional insurance, as we talked about there. And then if long-term care has not been addressed, that is a different animal entirely. It is.
3: And and long-term care is uh, basically if you have a health situation that Medicare is not going to cover, and that is home health care or nursing home care, there is very scant coverage for some of those things in the medicare realm so you have the responsibility of taking on those costs yourself and oftentimes people look at that and go okay i need to be insured against that and you do that by buying a long-term care insurance policy and you're able to pay for those costs with what we call discounted dollars Think about the small amount of premium that you have to pay for a Medicare, I'm sorry, a a long-term care policy versus the large amount of expenditure that you have for that actual care.
2: And I I think it's important to think about this timeline on long-term care coverage and when to make that decision. Frankly, if you postpone this until retirement and you need long-term care, then you're running a few challenges here for yourself. You've got the likelihood of just having some health issues that you didn't have when you were in maybe your mid-50s. But by the time you get to your mid-60s, most people have something on their list. So you've got that which is going to increase your premium. And then just the fact that you are older, every year that premium is going to be a higher amount when you, if you're starting a new policy than what it would have been if you had gotten it a year before. So so we really encourage people if you've not looked at this by 55, in that 55 to 60 range, you really need to just make an intentional decision. Guys, we're not saying that everybody needs it, we are saying everybody needs to make an intentional decision about it in that age range.
1: Another key piece to your financial plan that you don't want to miss is a tax strategy. We talked earlier about the outcome as income and a monthly income. But you have to remember gross versus net in this. Social security, your pension, your workplace retirement plans, your IRAs—those are all going to have some tax consequences for uh, taking them. Social security is a little more tax advantage than other than other income streams. But knowing your net number versus your gross number and having a strategy to maximize what you're going to get. Uh, to your bank account and not send to the IRS is very vital to your overall plan. It is a huge part of that. And a lot of people are,
3: are very surprised and very uh, chagrined by the fact that Social Security is even taxable. Yeah. It's not taxable if you have a very low income in retirement. But if you have what I would call a healthy income in retirement, I believe the break point is about $40,000 yeah. or so then Social Security becomes taxable. 50% of your Social Security becomes taxable. A little bit higher income, and 85% of your Social Security becomes taxable.
2: Yeah, for for most of our clients, frankly, they're in that range where at least 50%, but for many of them, it's 85% taxable. And like you said, John, oftentimes that is a surprise. But guys, I also think this is an area that people just don't think about. They might think, I get paid X amount, you know, to work for my company, but they're thinking about their salary. They're not thinking about their take home. So what money are you living off of prior to retirement? And that will help you understand how much money you likely need to have as you roll into retirement.
3: Janet, when we talked with people about how much money they need to have coming in for their retirement income, they're going to tell us how much money they actually spend in retirement, uh, meaning how much does the grocery bill cost and how much mm-hmm. does the mortgage cost and things of that nature. They'll come up with what we call a net number number after taxes of spendable money. Well, our job is to increase that and say, okay, if you need $5,000, you are probably going to need to withdraw $6,000 a month out of your retirement
1: plan to be able to pay the taxes and still net that $5,000 number. I think it's safe to say tax brackets matter more in retirement than they do in your work life. You know, yes, yes, they not, do. You're yeah. not going to turn down a new job with new pay because it's going to put you in a higher tax bracket. But in retirement, how you take your money and how much you take certainly those tax brackets can can play a vital role. So an overall tax strategy is an important piece to your financial plan. And our final piece we want to talk briefly on here as we uh, wrap up on time is estate planning, or said another way, legacy. Planning for what you leave behind and how it gets distributed to the people or, or organizations that you want it distributed to in your lifetime and after your lifetime, for that matter, is important to this as well. Scott, we could probably do a whole
3: show Mm -hmm. on estate planning issues, but let me just suffice it to say this. Every time Congress tinkers with anything uh, having to do with IRAs or estate planning or the estate tax or anything of that nature, it becomes more and more complex. And the more complex it is, the more it is fraught with danger for you. So, Part of the uh, Ready to Retire process here at Gen Wealth is introducing our clients to very competent, very well-skilled estate planning attorneys that walk you through the details of what you need to know and what you need to do. Almost everyone is subject to probate, and you have to be in a situation where you are able to, to create estate planning documents to avoid a lot of heartache and headache to your beneficiaries, to your heirs, if you die without those documents
2: and you can your heirs can avoid probate by doing those documents by you handling those documents in the appropriate way guys one of the other things about estate planning when we think about leaving a legacy sometimes uh, that's done through life insurance but also uh, we talked earlier in the show today about your decision on a pension if you receive a pension if you take a pension in its normal form it's going to provide a benefit for you and potentially a survivor benefit uh, for your spouse as a monthly income. But once those two people, you and the spouse are both gone, there's nothing left for the next generation. And so sometimes that is a reason that people decide to take a lump sum pension option so that they can invest that in such a way to provide for the next generation. So whether you're thinking about your, your legacy in terms of let's avoid probate, or let's make sure that the next generation has what we we want them to have. In any case, there is planning that needs to be done.
1: These four pieces that we talk about, it dawns on me too. You know, we talk about those puzzle pieces, and if one's missing, what it looks like. There also, if you ever had one of those pieces get damaged, you know, when it starts oh, yeah. to flake off, mm-hmm. I think about how all four of these pieces work together so if you're missing estate planning and legacy it can maybe even fray that tax strategy a little bit right? right and make it look damaged so they all work together these four important pieces to your financial plan and you can't afford to neglect planning for any of them well there is the final bell indicating we're almost out of time on this week's show time for our final thoughts and janet we'll start with you
2: so let's go back to that puzzle box If you had a box in front of you that had the image on on the top of the box, it would be much easier for you to put the puzzle together. That's what financial planning does for you. It creates a picture, a plan for you that's on paper, on purpose, in writing, so that you can see what does this look like. Be sure that if you're working on your financial puzzle, that you include these four important pieces, dependable retirement income, health care coverage, tax strategy, and estate planning.
3: Janet, any one of those four we could label as complex. But when you have to deal with all of them in a fairly short time period as you are approaching retirement – then it even becomes more and more complex. That's why we do the Ready to Retire process. We take our clients through a very specific path toward retirement where we address all of these and more issues as we have the ability and the time to do that. You've got to avoid the complexity and be sure that you have a guide getting you through that so that you can reach financial independence.
1: Well, you have to have a plan. And and my final thought is to take at least one action step today towards getting one. How likely are you to have a successful retirement with the habits you have now? In other words, are you on track for the financial independence that you dream of? You can find out for free with our 15 minute retirement checkup visit 15minuteretirement.com. Write the number 15 and then spell out minuteretirement.com. You can do that at our website or you can simply text the word checkup to 501 381 That's 501-381-5228. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Hope you've enjoyed finding out the four important pieces of your financial plan and how they all fit together. We also hope you'll join us again next time for another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show.
0: Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866 653 PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.